0: hey everyone it's time for geocache talk whether you're at work in the car or wherever you are we hope you enjoy the show please give it a like and subscribe so that you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness today i have on the show my friend doc firewoman we all uh, oh, I get that right we all have geocaching news we also have geocaching news we're going to talk about and our weekly product tip and we have a giveaway this time as well so let's jump right into the show, number three, for Sunday, June 26th. And Deborah, thank you. For- you cut out there. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, thanks for joining for show number three. You bet. I appreciate you asking me. Oh, you bet. Um, and just to let people know, we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we're not recording this on June 26th, but... Uh, I will be on the road. Slinky Mama and I will be on our way to Geo Woodstock 14-er. Yay! Yay! Now, I don't know. Are <laughs> Are you? you, you are, will you be on the road the 26th? Not yet. No, okay. Not yet. I will be. You'll be planning
1: be on here. the 23rd. Yeah, we're going to be leaving on Tuesday, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, we, we're leaving a little early. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually going um, the 26th we're going up to visit my son in Norman, Oklahoma. And then uh, we will uh from there we will uh, uh make our way up to Wichita and on to um Mingo and then on to Denver, so. I'll, yeah,
1: well, uh, I was going to tell you I I, lost. In yeah. I I lived in Norman for 30 years cash. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, in Norman, if you have time, there's a really cool geocache. Okay, it's near. It's on campus, or actually, it's south of campus near the labyrinth in Reeves okay. Park. And oh. I helped build that labyrinth
0: back oh, when I lived there.
1: I lived there uh, from from 1992 to 2005, so um, I helped build it. So oh. you should check
0: that out while you're there. Oh, absolutely! Yes. <laughs> Send, send me the, uh, the GC for that, if you would, please. And yes, okay. yes Susan and I would love to go do that. Um, and I'll report back. Maybe I'll uh, do a little video of it and uh, post that up uh, once we get back. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to talk uh, geocaching news now. And it's sponsored by FTF Magazine. Uh, FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And, uh, definitely check out the latest issue, volume seven, issue two, if you can pick that up. Um, Sydney, who will be on the show for, uh, or was on the show, if you're listening to this now, she was show number two. Uh, she's got some articles in here. So very exciting, um, that she's going to be on and we're going to probably talk about that, uh, this, this Sunday, uh, is when, uh, she will be on because we're recording this early. So anyway, check out FTF magazine. So a couple of, uh, stories, uh, in the news. One of these is interesting. Uh, and I kind of picked them too, Deborah, because, um, they're GPS related and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your, uh, uh, What you do for a living and and, my uh, day job, your day job. (laughs) Well, yeah, and so that'll be that'll be fun. So that's why I kind of picked these out. Um, okay, the first one uh, defense researchers plan to bring GPS where it's never gone before under the sea. And uh, as maybe people don't know, but maybe people do, that you GPS doesn't work (laughs) underwater, so no. No, it does not. Well, they're planning on, I don't know how they're going to pull this thing off, but they're planning on creating a system of audio transmitters, um, which would sort of stand in for the GPS satellite broadcast and let underwater drones navigate without surfacing. Because apparently the Navy, uh, you know, if you're going to, fly by GPS underwater, you got to keep coming back up to check and see how you're doing. So Mm. Um, (laughs) I don't know how great of an idea this is, but
1: well, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be sonar based is what it sounds like. And my first concern about that is there's already been some controversy with the sonar signals affecting cetaceans.
0: Yeah. The whales and the dolphins. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm wondering if that's going to, what kind of impact that's going to have. So it's interesting. I mean, it would be interesting if they could do it, but you know, that's, I I would need to read the article to fully comment on
0: that. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Reading through it again, like you said, um, a little worrisome. We've, you know, we've done, there's a lot of acoustic things going on already. And we're kind of, I think you don't want to mess up you know, whales have to migrate and we don't need to be messing with um, their pattern of, of life. And it's a thing called Poseidon, which stands for Positioning System for Deep Ocean Navigation that will use underwater sound broadcasts to let submarines determine their own position without coming to the surface. Um, mm-hmm. By measuring the absolute range to multiple source signals, An undersea platform can obtain continuous accurate positioning without surfacing for a GPS fix, uh, fix. So what about the maritime drones used for anyway in the past? The U S Navy has used these robot subs for clearing underwater mines and for various other underwater reconnaissance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm looking to see real quick well, my, here.
1: My other concern about this is the speed of sound in water Mm-hmm. Depends on the temperature and the density of the water. Ooh, yes. And that's gonna change. So they're gonna have to know the temperature profile of the water between them and the sound to be able to use this effectively.
0: Right. And then like the Pacific has more salinity, I think, than mm-hmm. the Atlantic. So there are some factors in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't know I don't know how that's gonna be figured into the accuracy of that or not. Sure. But
0: um they don't mention anything about sea life i'm concerned as well like you said i don't know we don't it's an interesting anything. yeah
1: yeah so we'll see i mean I, I would have to read the article again or fully yeah. to know what was going on
0: uh put it in the show notes for later if anybody <laughs> else to, if anybody does want to read more about this uh our uh information so interesting the last uh, news article for tonight is, what happens if GPS fails? Uh, this is an article out of The Atlantic. Uh, Despite massive reliance on the system's clocks, there's still no long-term backup. And I found this interesting because, of course, we think GPS. We think finding a cache. So we're looking at it from that kind of perspective. But this article kind of talked about, mm-hmm. um, they they start off says it only took 13 millionths of a second to cause a whole lot of problems. Last January, as the U.S. Air Force was taking one satellite in the country's constellation of GPS satellites offline, an incorrect time was accidentally uploaded to several others, making them <laughs> out of out of sync by less time than it takes for the sound of a gunshot to leave the chamber. The minute error, the minute error. Sorry, not a minute. The minute error disrupted a GPS's dependent timing equipment around the world for more than 12 hours. While the problem was unnoticed by most people, thanks to short-term backup systems, panicked engineers in Europe called equipment makers to help resolve things before global telecommunications networks begin to fail. Um, you know, it's something we kind of, I guess, I kind of forget about. Is the fact that we <coughs> we synchronize a lot of, uh, of our clocks um, based on the GPS.
1: Right. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is there was an article and I don't remember if I had spoken to you about it or not, but Mm -hmm. the Naval Academy is starting to teach celestial navigation again. Yes. Because they had stopped for a short period of time and, You know, one of the concerns is, is the next weapons are going to be one that disable things like the GPS satellites or like telecommunications. And then you're going to have all those ships out at sea going, uh, (laughs) where are we? What do we do now? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and I don't know, I mean, how many times has your GPS or your, like, if you use a mapping program, has it sent you down a road that's not really there? Yes. So you know that's. I think it, it's a healthy bit of um, common sense to take those things into account. <laughs> well,
0: so true, and you know, um, nowadays these these youngins, Deborah, um, <laughs> they that this that's they don't, you know, they're so reliant now on on GPS just to get from you know, one side of town to the other. Right. I'm thinking we're, you know, yeah. And I kind of do that too sometimes, even though I kind of know where I'm going, I'll still bring up the GPS and plug it in and, you know, Mm -hmm. Google maps, you know, put it in and then, you know, just, I guess sort of, I wouldn't say fly blindly, but you kind of, you know, it's going to remind me of things as I go, but, you know, we do need, to have people still learn, you know, which How way to read, map. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> to read a map. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which way's <is laughs> north?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do that too. I'll pull up, I, I tend to use a particular app, you know, for navigation. And um, it's really good about showing me if there's, you know, a traffic jam or sure. a wreck or something going on. And that's the main reason I pull it up. If I know where I'm going is just right. to go, Ooh, I need to go around, you know, I need to go the back way.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, well, but well, I use, I use ways. Do you use ways at all? Yeah.
1: That's what I Yeah. That's what I use is ways. And I really yeah. like it.
0: Oh, I love it. You know, going to work, uh, you know, um, everybody helping each other. I mean, there's, t- there have been times, uh, there was one a couple weeks ago, and somebody, cause one of the options in ways is object on the road. And so right. I got the notification, you know, cause it, it tells you, you know, object in the road ahead. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye open and sure enough, you know, cause now I'm, now I'm looking for it and right. course, no, most people aren't. And so they're kind of panic at the last minute. And so, <laughs> you know, I kind of see what's going on. And so I kind of plan ahead and I get way over to get away from everybody. Because right. I know what I know what's happening, so I mean, there's, you know, th- those kind of things are, are very. I like those kind of apps, but um, you know, uh, this article goes on to talk about how, um, you know, it's vulnerable. And we, I think, we talked about that uh, mm-hmm. when when we, you know, when you and I were on Cash and Release show, we mm-hmm. talked about how the system is kind of vulnerable, and we need to make sure it's protected and. Um, you know, we, we, we like our, our, we like our GPS systems up in like those satellites up there and um, we need to, you know, we really do need to protect all the systems that it, that it's involved with, um, you know, and, um, make sure that it's there for us to well
1: and and it's just simple you know what if there's space debris that hits something oh, what if gosh.
0: there's a... yeah uh,
1: absolutely oh i you know, twirling his mustache kind of stuff you know it can be just mm-hmm. mother nature goes hey <laughs> you're yes. gonna learn to read a map today Boom.
0: <laughs> yes oh absolutely very good you know. all right well that was our news for today and we're going to now um, switch over to show topic uh, and we'll do the product. We'll do a product review in a little bit, and our giveaway in a little bit. But let's start by talking about Doc Firewoman. Yay! Uh, yay. <laughs> this is pro- this is yes. profile show number two, um, and um, <coughs> we uh, Daryl uh, was on for show one, and uh, uh, he has interesting. Uh, uh, you know, he kind of put the notes in for for his profile. I thought it was interesting. Uh, And I let you put in your notes pretty much for this show. Uh And this will be fun. Um, So you started caching in 2010. Yes. I started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Go go ahead.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. no. Uh I was going to say I started in September of 2010 is when I started.
0: Okay. Now um, we'll get to a minute. Uh, We'll get to where how the the process of how you got into today but let's start with um how did you get started geocaching
1: well um one of my closest friends um (laughs) to make a long story somewhat less long he is a national championship chuck wagon racer and every year in on Labor Day weekend, they have the National Championship Races here in Arkansas. Awesome. And he came in from the races and he said, have you ever heard of geocaching? And I went, no. no. His brother was a geocacher. And he said, well, it's this thing where you go hunt stuff. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So I downloaded the original or whatever it's called. The the classic app, I downloaded the classic classic (laughs) app and hit find nearest and much to my amazement, half a mile away from my house was a geocache. And um, I live out in the country, for those of y'all who don't know, and um, this little country church where my Mm -hmm. family has gone many years, there's one hidden there and it's an ammo can. Wow. So my first cache was an ammo can half a mile from my house.
0: Awesome. There's a good start. <laughs>
1: yeah. So um, my friend, you know, got bored with it pretty quickly. It's just not his cup of tea, but mm-hmm. I kept on going and um, and here we are today.
0: <laughs> and we've got here. Well, we're yeah. going to talk about some of the in-between parts to that, uh, yeah. that story. But um, so... In the first, uh, how did the first, say, year go for you?
1: Well, I mostly was on my own. Right. I um, did. And I know a lot of people wouldn't believe this, but I'm kind of a shy person. I don't really. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but I really am kind of an introvert. And um, so it's really hard for me.
0: Well, <laughs> I just, can hear you laughing. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's funny is, is we just finished with the U.S. geocaching hour. This is, <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, we're recording this Monday the 13th. Uh, and you mentioned something like that in the, in the, during the yeah. geocaching hour. And I thought, I actually can kind of see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because um, I, I'm sort of in a sense similar in that. Okay, like uh, probably when you first came because you uh, you got to come down um, mm-hmm. to my to my event uh, this yeah. this spring. And I'm sure uh-huh. you're thinking, okay, I don't know any of these people. I've you know, I've talked to Gary, but I've never really I've never met him. I don't know any of these folks. I don't know what it's gonna be like. So there's a little trepidation. Once you got here, of course, it was you know
1: oh yeah everything was fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's, it's you know, it, that's one good thing. And I think it was on one of the other podcasts. I think mm-hmm. it was Corey Stevens that said, if you're a geocacher, you will have friends wherever you go.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and, and that is true. So I, I kind of cached by myself for quite a while. Um, you know, my first, I mean, I despise them now, to be quite honest, but my first light pole cache, yeah. mm-hmm. I drive up in this parking lot.
0: You, I lost you for and a second I'm, there go ahead keep going.
1: Uh, oh, I was just uh, you drive up in this parking lot and you're looking around for your mm-hmm. first lot pole cash. you have right. no idea those things pick up. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you can do that.
0: <laughs> These things actually lift. What is going right. on here?
1: Right. And then I had a couple of friends um from college mm-hmm. who through social media I had sort of reconnected with. And they geocached a little bit. So I would go out with them, but nothing. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but, but I tried, you know, I, I, I read the descriptions very thoroughly and I tried to make sure that I wrote good logs. You know, that academic in me can't stand to not follow the
0: rules. Oh yes. I understand. That's uh, similar to, uh... but um, Mm -hmm. year in
1: when I first, when I finally um, met some people at an event, uh-huh. um, there was a gentleman here who, he doesn't really cache actively anymore, but he had some of the really most evil <laughs> geocaches that were made out of army boot laces. They were oh, little wow. green men and, and every one of those suckers was hidden a cedar tree. Oh, my. And, you know, a friend of mine and I got in our mind, we were going to go look for those. But, of course, we can't go during the daytime when it would make sense. We're out there at night. Of course, doing it in the
0: pitch dark with a little flashlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make it tough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, make it, you know, make it really challenging. But he contacted me. He was still active at that time. And he contacted me and let me know he was having an event. Right, And I went to the event and started meeting people and everybody was really friendly. And, um, you know, I mean, I really didn't, I, my first half of my caching career up until I took my break, I really wasn't very active. I mean, I, I, I'd found, you know, probably five or 600 caches, but I just wasn't very plugged into the community. Sure. And, um, You know, my first Geo Woodstock was in 2012. I went with another friend who is pretty introverted, too. Uh So we didn't really get our full experience out of
0: that. Yeah, I I was... um, When you put that in the show notes, I thought, that's interesting. Um, Did going to Geo Woodstock 2012... Now, that was in Missouri, right?
1: No, that's the one that was in Sellersburg, Indiana.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, So did you... From that experience, did you think, okay, I'm like you said, you didn't really get the full experience. Did you think that after that, it didn't really kind of get you more excited about geocaching or? Well,
1: to be fair,
0: um, that was right before
1: a lot of things started happening with my parents mm, and, sure. and stuff. So um Honestly, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and went, What's the big deal about yeah, this? You know, because sure. we didn't go to any of the outside events, we didn't know about any of those, right. You know, um, and you know, I was really, really disappointed because I'm a huge fan of horses, and we right. were there at Churchill Downs, and oh, yeah. there had been an event there the day before, oh. didn't know that, you know, and I thought, Oh man, so I just kind of felt like that. I, you know, I was kind of came back from that, you know kind of going, well, we could have done that differently, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, that was, that was in the end of May and my father's health started declining pretty precipitously in the middle of June. So I didn't really, I didn't really think much about it at that point.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah, no, I've, yes. I, you know, that's something I always kind of mention with, with our caching is uh, and I always, like you said, instead of going into a lot of detail, um, but we always say that you know life got in the way and life kind of did get in the way for right. us um susan's father like you said you know similar situation his, his health fe- f- was failing him and we really had to kind of take care of him um right. we we brought him he was living in galveston we brought him up here to greenville and mm-hmm. um you know really it, it you know you know for for many people you know kind of you know you, priorities have to change for a little while yeah absolutely. So, That's yeah.
1: exactly what happened to me. Both of my parents lived with me when mm-hmm. I moved back and bought my family farm. Both of my parents lived with me, mm-hmm. and um I lost them both within about six months of each other. Oh, wow. so you know by the time I got through all of that and just sort of regrouped, I guess for lack mm-hmm. of a better word sure um you know and i I did go do some here and there i mean <laughs> excuse me
0: mm-hmm.
1: i um i Got close. I sat at 912 for like a year and a half.
0: Right. I understand. And I
1: made it a goal that I was going to get to a thousand caches by the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. And that summer kind of came and went and it didn't happen. So my friend that actually got me started caching that doesn't do it anymore, the one that's the wagon racer, his big thing is if you write it down, then you'll do it. Sure. And so he, I wrote it down and I stuck it on my refrigerator. So every time <laughs> I got in that refrigerator, I saw that. And you know, my, I, I fortunately have some very good close friends now that do like to cash. And yes. you know, we might go do a few here and there and here and there. You know, as as time allows. The one that, that my friend Carol that came with me to the yes. event is, is uh, one of them. Pink Hitch.
0: Pink Hitch, yeah, yeah, um, and. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's she Um uh, mm-hmm. we might have been we were out for Christmas break and she had said Did you know that there's a marker at the center of the continental US? And I said, Really? Really? And I said, Did you know there's a geocache there? And she said, When are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? And I said, Well I'm free
0: Oh uh, <laughs> <a> Tuesday.
1: <bit. laughs> I said, Oh, I left my house at uh-huh. I left my house at four AM, picked her up we drove, got there at like eight o'clock at night. Right. Oh, it was cold. My <laughs> word, it was cold because it was December. I mean, sure. you know, we went 24 hours straight.
0: <laughs> oh, go back. You I know. lost you for a second. Go, go back for a second. So, <laughs> okay. So you got there. Um... We
1: we took our pictures. Yes. And we found the cash and the cash was kind of unique. I mean, it was, it was, uh, Oh, here's a tree fork, You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of unique. Cool. And, um, we took our pictures and we got in the car and we took off and we're driving along. And this is the kind of people we are. We're driving along and we're driving through Cocker city, Kansas. hmm. And we drive through the middle. I mean, it's a little one-horse town, you know, cobbly streets. I mean, it's a classic plains, prairie little town. And we drive past this gazebo, and there's this huge ball of twine. And both of our heads just whip around and go, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) And we turn around and go back. And it's the world's largest ball of sisal twine. And there's really? a virtual geocache there. There is. So we, yeah. In, in so fact, I
0: think Joshua, to, I think Joshua's, I think he did a video on that. But anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, so we so did so. that. But that, that was, you know, <laughs> yes, you know, I kind of get fussed out a little bit because, you know, I am a grown woman. And doing things like college kids do sometimes is a little zany i guess but
0: you know no. what you only live you only live once so no there is you know. no you, i oh yeah i mean um <coughs> you know you're the um you know coming down for our event you know it was i was just i really liked that you know, really, it really it meant a lot to me you because you, you left about 4 a.m for the for to come here
1: yeah, we left at four a.m. and I got to Carol's house and her alarm hadn't gone off. Right. So I'm like pecking on her window, going, "Hey, wakey, we, wakey, we gotta go. <laughs> the event's gonna start." So um, <laughs> next year, if we come, we're gonna come down the night before we decided. Okay. Well,
0: that's that'd be that would be wonderful. Yeah, because uh, it's
1: about a it's about a four hour and forty five minute drive from her yeah. house to yeah. to there but it was fun we had a ball i mean we were so glad that we came so
0: oh i'm glad you you i'm i'm so glad y'all came down for that but uh (laughs) yeah so um so so at this point now you're you're back uh now let let me let me um i'm gonna i'm gonna veer off the 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 trail here for a moment okay sure at this point well when when did you start teaching uh when was when did you start teaching at central arkansas
1: Um, I got my job here in August of 2005. So I, I was teaching at Oklahoma city community college from 99 until 2005 and was lucky enough to get what I call my perfect job. Yes. Um, small classes really focused on the students, you know, great program. I was able to come back and I came back in 2005. So, mm-hmm.
0: and you're close enough so wealthier mhm, so you're close enough to 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 the farm that you can kind of do both i mean you have to do both. i
1: well, it's a choice I mean, I have an hour commute one way every day
0: mm-hmm. you know i do
1: i do a hundred mile commute if I just go straight from my front door to the building I work in, but in between me and my job is the feed store, the vet and the tractor place. Sure. So it works out really well. <laughs> well.
0: That's good though. And, um, you teach physics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I yes. find fascinating. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I got to mention this, uh, when we were on the, uh, the, the show before, uh, but I had a book that, um, I made the boys, because we homeschooled our kids. And so mm-hmm. uh, Susan was was wonderful as a teacher, by the way. And she'll kill me for Ooh. saying this, but she was wonderful. <laughs> but one of the books I found was about, it was a um, sort of a beginning, um, oh gosh, I have to go find it. But it's a, it's kind of a physics for everyone kind of deal. It was sort of a, uh, mm-hmm. I forget the title of the book, but it was a great, it was a, um Physics for the layperson, I guess you could say. And so. Yeah.
1: It, There's a book called Physics for Future Presidents that's really good.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and not to sort of dumb down the, because I know it's difficult, but I find it, I find physics interesting as a person, as a, you know, a person who, you know, I kind of from the outside looking in. So I admire the fact that you're teaching it, you know, <laughs> like, well, More physics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but here's the thing: you tell my st- scared to death. I walked in graduation in May. My parents don't know I didn't pass this class. I've got to take it in summer school, or I'm not going to get my diploma, student. Mm-hmm. Everybody can understand physics at some level, sure. because a lot of it's common sense, right? So my approach to teaching physics is I even with my own problems. I like, try really, okay, I try really hard when I teach yes. to give people everyday examples, Okay, right? Because everything we do is physics, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, your, why Uh-oh. when you turn, um, why when you push on the gas pedal in your car mm-hmm. for this many seconds, you go this fast, right? You know why people that I use in my class pretty often you know and I'm not a NASCAR fan I know that's anathema in the South but I'm not
0: uh, well see I'm not either and I'm from, <laughs> I'm from you know I'm from Texas so uh, you and I are similar in that we don't uh,
1: <laughs> but you know one of the, the teaching points that I use is Dale Earnhardt's wreck yeah when he that wreck did not look all that serious no, to the really outside didn't. eye because sure. the car wasn't damaged here's the thing though. What I told my students, I said, because that car didn't dent, it just went boink and bounced off. That was actually worse than if it had dented. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's all kinds of examples from everyday life. I mean, everything we do is physics, you know. and, And so I really try to give people some touchstone that they can bring home, and they're not going to, you know, my physical science people, they're not going to remember Newton's laws. They're just not. I would love to think <laughs> that they're going to, but they're not. But they're maybe you're going to remember, you know, oh, there's a ring around the moon tonight. That's a cirrostratus cloud. That means it's going to rain tomorrow sometime.
0: Right, right. You know, and or
1: something like that. You know, t- if I can give them those things.
0: Yeah. Tying some things together. And what, right. And what... Kind of where I was heading down this this uh, alternate uh, trail was. <laughs> um, there was a method to this madness. Okay, um, and was that you have then taken your teaching and your your um, love of the students and, and all of that, mm-hmm. and you have tied in s- geocaching to yes. um, some projects. So talk a little bit about a couple of the projects you've done.
1: Oh sure. Um- Okay. Well, uh, one, I talked a little bit about on my very first appearance on the cash and release show. But what Mm. it is, is I work with, um, I volunteer with a middle school gifted and talented program in my hometown. Uh, It's the same school that I went to. Um, You know, it's very rural, very economically depressed area. So the kids don't get as much motivation to maybe go on to college. They may not think it's something that's within their grasp. So I, I wanted to, um, you know, do something. And I've, I've done projects with them, you know, off and on ever since I've been home. But in 2010, after I started geocaching, um, we, what we did was we wanted to do a year long project with these kids. And, do like a cross-curricular project. So I said, Oh, have I got the perfect vehicle for this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, let's do a series of geocaches dramas- mm-hmm. around our town about some of the things that make our hometown. Um, so what that did was that let the kids go off and research different areas. Some of the places we didn't, they didn't know anything about some of the places I'd never known anything about because they were before my time. Right. And so they, they sort of researched the history of the town and we picked out these different locations and they created a geocache series around town. And uh, what they did was they had to write the description. So one of the little girls is really good at writing poems. So every description was a poem Okay. about, you know, the pickle plant or the lake or something. That's cool. Then all of our caches were big. They were, you know, they were regular size or whatever they're called now, but you know, ammo can size. And I had another little girl who was a really good artist. Mm -hmm. So she drew, like she drew a fish and she drew a pickle jar and, And on the back of that, we wrote down some facts about the town and we made like 50 of these things and laminated them and put them in there so that when you went around and found the caches, you could take that with you and you could learn something about our town. So that's how we got started. And then that it's just kind of exploded. I mean, that project won an award, Arkansas Gifted and Talented Educators Association, a curriculum award, which got a little bit of money so that we could carry the project on forward. So um, we've tried to incorporate geocaching. We've done uh, earth caches. We've done, um, we did, we were going to do like a multi-cache series and we never actually deployed it about a local celebrity. Um, <clears throat> this next year, we're going to maybe do um, kind of a walking and where you have to go around and get information and then you have to figure out the location of the final. And if you find the final, we're going to get path tags made and you get a path tag. Very cool. So, yeah. So I think that's what we're going to do. But this, this idea has kind of, I've kind of been able to parlay that into some things at the university level uh, through some grant writing projects. Um, I help our professional development center, our science, technology, engineering, and math professional development center uh, by teaching classes in the summer for K-12 teachers.
0: Okay. And
1: right. we had an opportunity to write a grant through the Library of Congress. And, you know, Dr. Garamella contacted me and said, oh, I've got it. Well, we submitted it. And we, we were awarded I, a grant.
0: I, I lost you again for a second. <clears throat> okay. So- we took- Go back for a second on the um because I know you you work with the um so, so tell t- talk tell t- tell again about the grant again.
1: Okay, we we Dr. Garamella, that's the head of the science, technology, engineering and math center, the STEM center, contacted me and she okay. said, Do you have any ideas right. for a grant? And I said, Oh yes, I do. This will work. This will be unique. <laughs> cool. Because what it was, it was working with the Library of Congress. Right. And so you had to use Library of Congress materials which is perfect for geocaching because there's so much history and there's maps and there's all these resources available online. Sure. Um, so we wrote this grant and we were awarded the grant to bring 20 teachers on campus and teach this workshop. Well, then come to find out a couple of years ago, we were selected as an exemplary program from wow. the grant. And so we got to go to Chicago and present yes. what we had done.
0: That's awesome.
1: And, Yes. And it was really cool. And the actual director from the Library of Congress, the administrator of the grant, came to our
0: session to talk yeah, to us. From Washington, came all the way to Chicago. To see yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was so tickled. So right now we've got another grant we submitted and I really oh, am crossing my fingers to see if we're going to get it. We should know something. It was due the end of May. So we should know something. We were sort of nudged into applying for it. So I really hope we get it. Well, it
0: good. would be awesome if we did. Yeah. So, you think you'll hear before start of the school year again? You think? Or? Uh,
1: we'll yeah, because the the grant period actually starts September one, so we'll oh, have okay. to hear. I'm hoping we hear by July first, but sure. you know, I don't I don't know how quickly the review process takes. So.
0: Right. Well, uh, that is awesome. You know, just the yeah. the, the, the the chance to incorporate. Um, those things and to, to give back like you're giving back is just wonderful. And I really hope that all of us can see this as an opportunity. You know, something um, Susan and I did recently on a, on a nano scale compared to what you were doing, but we had an opportunity to teach a group of kids about geocaching. And mm-hmm. when Susan mentioned it to me, I said, and the first thing I thought about was you. And I said, <laughs> you know what, let's do this because it's a chance for us to give back a little tiny mm-hmm. bit. And um, we did a very short teaching on, we, we we had a globe and we showed them about, we talked about you know, GPS mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think the mm-hmm. kid's a little bit glossed over. I tried to keep it interesting and fun and keep my energy level up. You know? <laughs> and yeah. so I, I kept them interested for a little bit. But then when I said, and now we're going to go find one. And they're like, w- what do you mean? So, we're going out. We're going to go find a geocache. And so, um, of course, they got, they, you know, all the, all the everybody perked up after that. So we did. We went and found a couple. and One of them was not very easy. And so uh, they had their parents with them too. But uh, uh, it was fun. But it made me think about, you know, it was a chance for us to kind of give back uh, to a, to a small group. And so I'm hoping everyone finds ways to do that.
1: Right. Well, and the thing is, you know, the last couple of weeks, the news, you know, I was listening to uh, OB and they were talking about the bomb scare. And, yeah. you know, there's so much negative. We're going to have to take control of the news cycle about geocaching. I agree. Be- because there's a lot of, you know, it gets families together doing something. It gets people out of the house and off the couch and of out of in front of the TV you know, you learn stuff, Absolutely. you know, it's, and it's a bonding experience. I mean, come on, you know, how, you know, you have these great memories of doing something utterly ridiculous, trying to get a geocache.
0: Oh, absolutely. (coughs) I mean, uh, this past Saturday we had our little group, our little motley caching crew. We went out again and every time we do, um, you know, we all come back and we're all, you know, uh, texting back and forth to each other about how, you know, we've got to do this more. And it just is a great fun. Yeah. We're out in the middle of the sticks, which is amazing to do here in Dallas, Fort Worth area. But we were out in the middle of this area mm-hmm. in Mesquite and we really are we we, we can't, you know, what's funny is in the distance, you could kind of hear like a truck backing up or whatever, but we're, we're jumping over. We're, we're trying to figure out how to, we're just, us, uh, old guys were jumping over creeks. Uh, <laughs> we're getting you know we're getting stuck in the middle of these uh stickers, and we got to try to figure out a way around them. And just you know, we were trying to finish the series. We got a little ways, but we and it wore. We all got wore out. Um, and we just we just loved it, even though we oh, kind yeah. of had problems. But like you said, it's it's something that we've got to be able to get more people to think about because it's such a wonderful sport just like you said there's so many things about geocaching that i don't think people really understand right
1: well you know a good example my friend carol she has applied for a forestry permit to put a geocache out in the national forest Mm -hmm. and she stopped to talk to someone at the ranger station and the archaeologist the forestry archaeologist was there Mm -hmm. and and she would say about wars. she said i think they'll just vandalize things i don't like that idea didn't know anything about the game right you know just had already made her mind up and carol you know took the opportunity to say you know most of us are actually up trash and put graves and doing all these things but it's it's taking control of that message yes And getting the positive message out there because what bothered me is one of those articles. And I don't think it was this most recent one, but it was the one by the daycare. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. There was some comments in there that said this game needs to be outlawed. This is ridiculous. And we have towns here that will not allow you to put a geocache in city limits.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, and, but we have towns like the one where I work, The police are very, as long as you put it in a clear see-through container and you let them know where it is. And they actually have accounts where they can pull it up on their laptops or whatever and go, oh, that's a geocache. Sure, You know, but people need to use a little common sense, too. I mean, if you're looking like you're up to no good and you're sneaking around and people are watching you, that's going to attract attention. I mean, you know, you have to you have to use your common sense. <laughs> well,
0: it was funny for us. uh We were we were finishing up the day. We we had some good barbecue in downtown uh, Dallas, Deep Elm, uh, Pecan mm-hmm. Lodge. Don't mm-hmm. miss it if you're ever mm-hmm. down there. Oh, it was good. Mm-hmm. Well, we ended up. We're like, okay, we got we got to do just a little bit more geocaching. So we we're driving home. We're like, there's a big cemetery. Let's go. So we went in there, and it's late, and we we get through mm-hmm. the doors, and so we start looking, and oh, here. Here comes one of Dallas's finest, and he pulls. Oh out, yeah, and he was very nice. He gets out. He says, "Hey, can, we, can I help?" Because he works there all the. T- he's a. He was on. A, he was in his own vehicle, so he was. You know, he's doing this as his second second job. I think right. Take care of the like
1: security. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so he's asking about. You know, are we looking for somebody and all this? So we told him flat out. So we're geocaching. He Goes. Oh wow, really? Tell me about it. So we told him about it. And we we're, were very positive and, you know, up front with him. And he's like, cool. And he goes And we said, you want to help us? And he's like, sure. So here's this Dallas mm-hmm. police officer. And he's he's kind of a little bit leery of us a little bit. But we're kind of yeah. pretty friendly guys. And so uh, we're yeah. looking. Fortunately, we found one. And so we could show <laughs> him. And so mm-hmm. we found a little bison tube. We showed him. And we signed mm-hmm. the log, and so yeah. f- he goes. Well, normally um, I close up at eight thirty. Uh, the the things I give you all another thirty minutes. So I was like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we talked for a while, so but anyway, you, it was a, you know, it was a chance to kind of like you said, be positive and to kind of give you want good. him over. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Because he always wondered. He goes, I don't wonder what people were doing sometimes, but now I know. I said, yeah, and we kind of explained. You know, he goes, can y'all make money at this? I go. Not at this side of it, uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but, no. so it kind of intrigued him, you know, because we told him, he said, it's just, you know, it's a f- it's fun, you know, to do. And he kind of saw our excitement. <laughs> and I think by showing him our excitement, he kind of, he's like, yeah, it's kind of neat, you know? Well, and the thing is, I
1: belong to an organization, and one of their catchphrases is that which is remembered lives. Yes. And... I was geocaching one day and I was looking for this cemetery and it was in a, you know, it was in a community. It wasn't a huge community, but it was a, it was enough of a community that you would think a cemetery would be obvious. And I'm driving around this section line road going, I don't see, all I see is brush and trees and all this (laughs) stuff. So I stop and I scramble up this hill, (laughs) excuse me. Mm -hmm. I scramble up this hill and I walk up on top of this hill and there's a cemetery there. Mm-hmm. And it's overgrown, and it's you know, it's yeah. it's sad.
0: Those are sad. And
1: there's a and there's a tombstone in there, and I posted a picture of it on my Instagram feed,
0: okay.
1: uh, which is at Doc Firewoman. If y'all want to follow me, because I post lots of geocaching pictures and animal pictures. Sure. But the the tombstone told the story of this woman about how she had came in a wagon train, and she was one oh, of the yes. first settlers in the area.
0: I do remember that one. That's amazing. and I thought.
1: Someone thought enough of this woman to do that, but yes. clearly they've either died or s- something happens. And how long is it going to be before this place is completely
0: forgotten? Except
1: for geocaching.
0: That's true. That's very true. I mean, you
1: know, and, there, it, and there's multiple examples of that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's one that, um, real quick, Susan and I always, we when people ask us about geocaching, you always kind of have your little, uh, Stories to try to tell people, you know, that's that like that story uh, is such a wonderful story. We always talk about the uh, the the lock system in Tulsa near Tulsa, because mm-hmm. in in Tulsa there's a canal system like with locks where <coughs> boats come in, mm-hmm. they raise the water or lower the water, and they keep you going right. on the on the river. I think it's yeah, like, on the Arkansas Arkansas mm-hmm. River, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um we would never have found it, never seen it before. Um, nobody would know about it you know except that there was a geocache there and so you know so often um, you know we get those and that's something like uh, we did like the other day we were at the dallas at that cemetery and how many people drive by there never stop you know and that was um, the the dallas off the police officer we were talking to him and he and he was telling us about different people uh, you know they're buried there. The J.D. Tippett, the man, was shot mm-hmm. by Lee Harvey Oswald. He's he's buried in that cemetery. And mm-hmm. like you said, it reminded me of the fact that you know we are um, we are able to tell people about places that need to not be forgotten.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a cache, and we didn't. When we were headed to Ohio, we were headed to Paducah, Kentucky. We were going to stop overnight there. And the next and and there was a cache, I think it was on the way to Paducah. Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, I wasn't driving. I was just kind of randomly find nearest and just see, you know, just to
0: see what there was. What are we finding? Yeah.
1: And there's a letterbox hybrid and it's in it's called the Poor Farm. Okay. And I read the description and I told my boyfriend about it Mm -hmm. who he is tolerant of my geocaching. He is not as avid as I am, but he, he tolerates it. Yes. Um, but he was really intrigued by this when we were going to go get it. And somehow on our way back, we ended up taking a different road and we missed it. But it was a place where basically it was the poor farm where people who were elderly that had no family or they were mentally or physically challenged. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or they were extremely poor. Or they were orphans. These people lived there. They lived mm-hmm. and died. And they were buried in these mass graves and someone had put a marker up there to remind Mm -hmm. us, you know, don't forget the least of these. And I was just, I mean, I was about to cry. And so, those, you know, how many people have driven past that place daily and have never taken the time to go in there?
0: Yes. And that's exactly, you know, um, that's a great, that's another type of another story that we we've got to get out and we've got to get like you said, we got to get people off the couch playing video Mm -hmm. games, which I'm, you know, I play a game on my phone, but we need to get the, we got to get our, you know, people we know, our relatives to get out. And it's not just, you know, finding a lamppost cash as great as it is for, you know, trying to get a cash for, for for one day or something, (laughs) but you know, some days you got to have one and there's one, but, you know, we need to get folks to get out and to, in a sense, like you said, we, we need them to rediscover some of this history that is out in our mm-hmm. in our communities that, um, you know, we uh, near us is Mount Pleasant, which is about an hour from here. And wow. a friend of ours, um, uh, 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 Zunkai, he does a series. He's done a series uh, of all the all the cemeteries in Mount Pleasant area. And... Mm. He did some checking and he found that there was one uh, cemetery it was listed. And he did some checking. And he goes, w- "Where is this cemetery?" Oh, it's it's nearby, you know, to this other one. And he went and looked at it. It's, like I said, it's very sad. There's markers are knocked down, the Mm-mm. fence is down. You can barely—I mean, you walk in there, you—it's one of those that you can't even tell it's a cemetery unless you really look, which is. Kind of amazing that you go yeah. to a cemetery and not even know you're there, and of course I'm thinking we got to get you know we need you know can we not get these cleaned up a little bit can that can we not have people come visit and <clears throat> see these places <clears throat> yeah you know
1: we we actually did a seeto at a cemetery that was overgrown like that mm. um and it's actually one of the ones that was in our group of caches that we did with the kids and yeah. somebody organized a to um, because there were branches, I mean, and the, and a lot of the markers because of the type of stone they are have weathered away, Well, sure. but, 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 you know, there was trash and it was, you know, it's kind of a party spot and, you know, I guess being raised in the South, that's just disrespectful. Yes. You don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. so you go out there and you clean it up. And, um, so I, you know, my deal is I'm a lifelong learner. I, I, I there's always something else to know. Yep, there's sure. always something else to see. I can't imagine not being eager to learn more. Yes. And geocaching is the world's best hobby for that because you learn new stuff all the time.
0: You do. I mean, uh, we have a, uh, you know, uh, David does a lot of caches in our area he does the famous person series. Well, you learn a lot about people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every one of his caches is about a famous person. So
1: yeah, yep. there's a Medal of Honor series here where there's oh, a cache cool. for every single person that's gotten a Medal of Honor. Oh, very cool. And, you know, and, and there's some other examples of of, of mm-hmm. things like that. You know, and that person who put those out, yes, most of them are just light pole caches. But if you actually read the description, they've put a lot of work into that description. Well,
0: that's cool. You
1: know, and I and I sit down and I read the whole thing, you know, because that to me is the best part
0: of one of those caches. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. So.
1: But, you know, those kinds of things, you know, it kind of goes both ways, you know, hide cool ones, find cool mm-hmm. ones. That's, you know, part of oh, the, the flip side of that is, you know, as a cash hider or a cash owner, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you put out ones that are worth finding.
0: Yes, I agree. You know,
1: And I know that's a whole can of worms and, and I'm not going to open that can of worms. That's, but That's for another you know. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You and I will do that show another time. But uh, okay, well, we're 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 kind of wrapping up. A uh, couple things, uh, you um, know. Uh, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no go, ahead. no, go ahead. I'm done. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. a couple things. Uh, you and I will both be out at Geo Woodstock, so Yay! find us. <laughs> yes. You know. Um. You know. Come say hi. Um, yes. And. Um, uh, we're going to also see we'll probably see each other And my places. birthday yes that's what yeah, i want to mention yeah. is um you're going to have a birthday party out in uh, yes in denver area yeah um, yes. now um,
1: they wouldn't you, let me but that's okay Oh, go yeah. ahead <laughs> no i'm gonna
0: say yeah you uh but you but you are having an event is there how do you want to try to have well if people want to
1: contact me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Doc Firewoman. Okay. Or uh, Instagram, you can find me on there. Um, it's not an official event because.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's, they could make an official one, but that's fine. You know, um, it's
1: event staff. Yes. Yeah. It's called Phantom Canyon Ranch or Fany- Phantom Canyon Brewery or something like that. Yes. Um, and Memphis Mafia helped me find a place, and mm-hmm. I thought it would be really cool for people coming back from the Pikes Peak event. Yes. We're not going to the Pikes Peak event. We're actually going to go up the day before. Uh-huh. But um, but if people want to come hang out, um, and sorry, my dogs are barking. That's okay, <laughs> say hi. Hey, that's hang on part just of. A second. They may need to. They're going to howl. Sorry. They're,
0: they're- uh, yeah, you probably got like sirens going off or something. Are my the
1: coyotes? It's coyotes. Oh,
0: oh, is it okay? And they, yeah, they they, they want to uh, jump in and help out with the. Yeah, that's cowries.
1: the hallelujah chorus. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh,
0: well, uh, over the the... How... over the howling. Go ahead. You want to yeah. finish? Yeah. About well, the
1: I'll, I'll... all I was gonna say is we're <laughs> just gonna hang out and have a burger. And yeah. just enjoy some fellowship and no presents required. Uh, just come and say hey and uh, wish me happy birthday and um, have a good time. And I have uh, path tags, so like oh, if, if you get there soon enough, you get a birthday path tag.
0: So sweet. Well, uh, Susan and I are going to stop by. Uh, we are yes. going to go to the. We are we are going to the. To the, um, we're going go to go the Pikes Peak event, but it's over in plenty of time to get, <laughs> to get back oh, yeah. down and to, to come see you. So we're going to come, we're yeah. going to definitely do that. And we'll yay. probably see each other at another point. So yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm
1: sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, um, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Well, um, so I'm going to do a quick product review uh, and then we've got a giveaway. So um, you've, and, and I'm going to uh, hand over to you for the giveaway, but let me talk about the product review this week. And it's sponsored by Cashly. Yeah, uh, Yay, Yay! It's the foremost geocaching <laughs> app, and can be found at C A C H dot L Y. Uh, iTunes, uh, or I mean the uh, I, the store, uh, you know, the uh, Apple Store or whatever. Um, yeah, it's because it's iOS. So uh, yes. buy it. It's five yes. bucks. I mean, it's oh my gosh, it's so much worth it. I uh, converted. I have a Cashly conversion that I did worth every penny. Yes, and so I, I I converted somebody. While we were out in the field, he bought it and started, <laughs> started using it. And he was like, oh, you were right, Gary. This is incredible. I said, I told you, we bought it before. But anyway...
1: I'm going to take credit for Scott Burks converting to it, even though he would never say that because he was talking about it one night on the geocaching podcast. Yes. And in the chat room, I kept saying, try cashly, try cashly, be a beta tester, try cashly. And then like two weeks later, he's using it. And I'm like, you know, subliminally, maybe I played a role in that. I don't know.
0: And then he was just on recently on on Geo Gearheads talking to Nick uh, Hubbard about cashly. And yes, oh, yeah. you have a huge fan now, and Scott. Yes. Scott, I hope yes. you're listening because uh, you're a good guy, and I think uh, you've you've found yourself a great uh, a great uh, app. So
1: that is an awesome app.
0: It is. Can't say enough about it. Well, um, this and we were talking about this before we started the show. It's called Bullfrog, Mosquito Coast Sunscreen, and Insect Repellent. It's a uh, sp. SPF 30. I will be honest. I'm gonna to have to do a uh, a, a follow up review to this product because I haven't tried it yet. But I, but we bought it the other day, and uh, it's DEET free. Uh, supposed to repel up to eight hours. Uh, SPF 30. But I was thinking about this um, because we were geocaching Saturday. Covered myself in insect repellent and got a wicked sunburn. <laughs> on the back of my neck and I'm thinking, you know, I should have tried this on Saturday so I could have talked about it, but I didn't, but I'm going to see, uh, again, uh, and I'll put, there's in the show notes about this uh, product and I will do a follow-up. But, well, I've used other
1: bullfrog products when I'm mm-hmm. working in the hayfield and they're really great. So I'm assuming this one will be too.
0: Well, yes, I really <laughs> hope so. Cause I like the idea because around here, uh, and you, know, as you know, uh, you you get we got to cover your, ourselves head to toe some sometimes.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: chigger, chiggers for you know in around here is chiggers. Not much ticks, but chiggers and mosquitoes are big time a problem. And so
1: yeah, the ticks seem to
0: come and go, and it really depends. You you might have more. T- I don't know if you have more ticks in near Arkansas, than we do. We really don't have. Kind of ticks on but uh huh. <laughs> So, but yeah, so you you
1: guys don't have a lot of ticks down there.
0: We don't seem to have as many as some people talk about. I, you know, <laughs> we go out, we go out in the woods and I, I you know, we'll check, but I mean, they, you know, we just don't get ticks, but we get chickers and people that aren't familiar with chickers. Oh my goodness. You can't see them, but mm-hmm. you know, when you've been bitten by a chigger, so you're oh it's miserable it is so miserable so it's anyway. Miserable. well yeah. anyway i'll get back to that so <laughs> we have a giveaway yes Deborah has a giveaway she wants to do so tell everybody Yay. about the giveaway and then i'll final i'll finish up with the details of how to how to uh how to do the giveaway so go ahead
1: OK, well, my giveaway, the prize is going to be one of my signature path tags and one of my Geo Woodstock 14er path tags. If so if you collect, I already have. One. And the um, I get a lot of questions about my geocaching name. Uh, the doc part's pretty obvious because I have a doctorate, but the firewoman part confuses people. So, there's a very specific answer to why the firewoman part is there. So, if you will send what you think is the right answer yes. to Gary, he will let me know and we will pick a winner from all the correct answers.
0: Yes. So, send your uh, guess at the firewoman portion to geocachetalk at gmail.com. And Deborah and I will go through those. Uh, and get all the correct answers, and then we'll do a random on the what's left of the all the all the correct answers will be entered into the drawing, and we will get uh, get you uh, your uh, the giveaway. So that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> I would I like I uh, d- do uh, very much want to thank uh, Deborah for being on the show tonight um so uh, happy that you got to be on you're in show three
1: oh, wow. that's awesome i'm so excited i appreciate i appreciate you inviting me
0: well it worked out great um uh and uh show two is going to be uh and most people already listen to show two because this is show three but show two is your buddy Sherman, sydney sawyer shermanator 18 yep. you got got to go visit so um, <laughs> yeah. i was so so happy to have have you guys on and I do want to mention if I can real briefly, I want to wrap up the show, but I I didn't get to mention uh, on show one, a couple of the shows coming up. So um, I want to take a moment to do that. Show four is going to be a special show because that is Geo Woodstock 14er. And so it's Yay. going to be an audio only as well. You might even be on that show. Uh, I, I'm going to do, <laughs> yes, I'm going to do audio. Uh, sort of man-on-the-street kind of thing during that day, and then I'm going to put it all together that night and upload it to iTunes, and it's going to have none of the format that I've got going. It's going to be fairly random, <coughs> um, but it'll be fun, and I'll make sure it's all it's all good, but it's going to be um, just uh, quick interviews with people um, and just talking about uh, getting trying to allow people who are not able to be here uh, to be at the at uh, Gia Woodstock, a little bit of a of a, a feel and a sense of of the day, and so I was excited about that. Then on uh, July tenth, uh, for show number five, I'm going to have on um, Land Monkey, and we're going to it's the return of the Slinky Monkey show. So, <laughs> looking forward to that, and then I'm going to announce tonight uh, a very special. Uh, uh, July 17th, I have a show that's coming up on that day, Geocache Talk Women's Show. And I've I've already secured um, – I'm going to have on Amy, uh, the head hard, hard hat hatress. Mm-hmm. I know I messed that up, but you know who I'm talking about. Head I, hard hatress. There you go, Amy Smith. <laughs> I'm going to have on Shorty Knits, which is yeah. – um, uh, Scott Burks' uh, girlfriend, Jesse, and I'm going to have on Sandy from Podcaster. Oh, cool. Uh, so the three of them and me, uh, we're going we're to have um, uh, a great time on that show. And then July 24th, um, I have a, another great show, but I'm going to keep that one secret. So I'm not going to go any further. Nope. But that <laughs> one is also going to be cool. Yeah. Um, but it has to do with rock chalk. But I'm not going to talk anymore about what it's going to be about, so we have to stay tuned for that one. So, <laughs> keeping that one the suspense, <laughs> suspense. So, um, well, that's that's going to do it for this show. Um, let me get back back in my notes real fast. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, email me at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at geocache at geocache talk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocache talk show can be found on iTunes and Stitcher as well as the geocache talk website. Tell your friends about the show, ask them to subscribe so that you can hear the show on a weekly basis and don't just talk about geocaching go geocaching.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs)
1: The I'm trying to tell you Thanks for the cash. Thanks for the cash.